0: Amen. Oh, that's a good one. Jesus. Hallelujah, glory to God. (laughs) He's a good one. Shaka. Woo. You'll find his goodness residing in your rich treasury of glory. So you're never looking for him on the outside, bewitched. That's really the breakthrough of everyone. And I'm telling you guys, people say, Oh, you're going to have to remind me a thousand times. Because I keep looking for him in the natural dimension, but he's not there. Men of Galilee, why do you stand there staring up into the sky? This same Jesus will come. And he's coming through you before he comes to you. You know when he came to them? He came to them in Pentecostal drunken glory. <laughs> they weren't looking up into the sky anymore. They'd actually gotten really afraid. Locked the doors. They're going to kill us. 120 in the upper room. Yeah, the Bible says they were afraid. Don't open the door. They might take us away and kill us. And they were getting killed. It's true. You read the book of Acts, they were killing Christians. But when they received the Holy Spirit, they were very bold. And the boldness came out of the drunkenness. The drunkenness is the love of God, Sangha of Solomon 5.1. Be drunk, brothers and sisters, on love. Because when you're in love, there's no fear. <laughs> You'll find that everything that blocks your path is just a fear. And everyone deals with them. They deal with a million different fears. Fears are called demons. The angel of death, his name is Abaddon. It's called the fear of death. And that's how death is activated in your life, by fearing the angel or the spirit of death. When you don't fear death, you've overcome and conquered death. And that's what everyone in Joel's army will do. And that's why they'll never die. And like we posted on Twitter and Facebook the other day, from Isaiah, those that are a hundred, Will be thought as mere children. That's what the Bible says. That's not just a Bob Jones prophecy. That's Isaiah scripture. Those that are a hundred years old will be thought of as mere children. Scripture. Isaiah. Amen. Google it. And read it. Hopefully believe it. Because <laughs> if you if you believe it, you might stop aging. <laughs> And you know how you stop aging? You stop serving fears in your brains. It's true. It's called demons. Yeah. And people are not necessarily demon-possessed, but they're oppressed or they're submitted to fears. And we deal with this every day, about a thousand people every day on average. And that's the only thing I hear from people is that I'm scared. (laughs) I'm scared to obey the anointing. We hear from this every Christian in the world we talk to, and I talk to people in every nation on the planet. They message me, they email me uh, every single day, and the only problem you have is fear. And fear has to do with punishment because they're still submitted to the law, they're still legalistic or carnal. The law is of the flesh. <laughs> Amen? The circumcision of the flesh, it's called in the Bible, in Romans. But the New Covenant is of the Spirit of God, and it's not of the flesh. And when you're in the Spirit of God, you fulfill the law of the flesh, so you're not under condemnation anymore. You don't feel the condemnation of the law of Moses on your brain. And I tell you, when you don't feel the condemnation of the law of Moses on your brain, you've overcome death. Moses condemned the world and he actually killed himself. The same law he wrote down, since he couldn't obey it, killed him at 120. Clearly, that's what's written in Deuteronomy. (laughs) And so, those that are submitted to the laws of the flesh, called the laws of Moses, age and die on average 72 years. But those that are submitted to the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, they are not under those laws. And that's actually why the new covenant is perfect. The problem is, is we're so bewitched by deceptive externalism that no one has demonstrated it. No one believes it. No one believes that the Godhead dwells in them bodily. You know, we've been preaching this and teaching this for years. Years. Ten Years. And it's still about one out of a thousand of our listeners even believes it. I know they don't believe it. I know you don't believe it. Because I read your posts and I read your messages. And when you come around, I see how small your faith is. When you believe, your faith grows. And you overcome all that doubt and unbelief. Which is logical reason in the brain. (laughs) The brain is a lying demon. The brain fights the faith of Christ in your spirit, which is right here. If you knock the wind out of someone, the word for wind is ruach or pneuma in Greek, and also for your human spirit. Bam! You ever have the wind knocked out of you? They knock the spirit out of you. If you stop breathing, well, that part of you leaves your body and you go to heaven or hell. Your wind. You are a wind. (laughs) You are a flame of fire. You are a spirit. Problem is, you're so bewitched by Satan in your brain that you think you're a meat sack. And your identification is in your sinful nature of your humanity instead of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ in your wind, in your spirit. So eternal life is actually literally in the air you breathe. Are you breathing the air of faith? Or are you breathing the air of sin? And it's activated right in the mind if you doubt or if you believe. (laughs) That's why everyone who doesn't believe goes to hell because their mind sends them there. Because they fought their own spirit life, their entire carnal existence on earth. But everyone believes they actually obey Christ in their spirit life. And faith grows up like a mustard seed to be the largest of the garden plants which is a reference to the tree of life that grows up in your spirit. The kingdom of heaven is within you. Luke seventeen twenty it is written. How much of the kingdom? The fullness of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are in every single Christian the moment they're born again. But I've watched it for years. After they're born again, they go to church, and they get under some carnal pastor, some carnal Christian, Who's an expert in the law or the expert in the letter, in the dead letter that kills, and they put him under a, a yoke to slavery, to do's and don'ts, which is the law of Moses. There's a Christian law that has to do with the Mosaic sorcery of Moses in 2018, because anyone that practices the Old Covenant in the New Covenant is a sorcerer. Clearly, that's what Paul dealt with with the Judaizers. You know, he said, he hoped that they would kill themselves if you read about it those who bring you under the law and those that circumcise you i wish that they would castrate themselves and just cut not just cut off the foreskin but cut off all your penises that's what's written if you read it paul's furious with them because paul comes out of the law and he, and all these idiots are putting people under law by their education and I was reading this today in the Amplified, that actual education, educational advantages of Satan's stars, which is a light, a gnosis, a knowing in the brain, is what the tree of knowledge of Satan in the garden is. But the anointing is used by common men every single place in the scriptures. It's your education of what you think you know in your brain that cuts you that cuts you off from the anointing that kills yourself everyone with a high education the doctorates in the Mosaic Law were the ones that went around and took everyone out of grace and turned them against the Apostle Paul I studied at five years in an accredited Bible college and every single one of the Apostle Paul's churches went apostate before Paul was beheaded under Nero Caesar in 66, 67, 68 A.D. They don't know exactly. They say 67, 68. Who cares? Nero killed him. And then Nero killed himself right afterwards. <laughs> Very much like Judas Iscariot, because you reap what you sow. The point is, is that all these people followed religious demons. And that's what we struggle against when we minister to you people every day. 99% of the people that hear this voice today won't take it to heart, and won't obey it. And I wish it were different. I've just been doing this thing for so long that I watch everyone go and obey demons, the angel of light that deceives, instead of God the Father in their spirit. And I wish I had great statistics. I wish I had awesome victorious numbers. It's just, it would be a lying demon. People follow their flesh instead of the spirit. And that's why for 10 years you could be on repeat and they still won't even understand one word that you're saying to them. Having ears, but never hearing. Having eyes, but never seeing. Otherwise they'd come into a knowledge of the truth, which is actual repentance of developing their spirit life in their belly and not being a carnal brain resting on their intellectualism and their human reason, which is demonic, the tree of knowledge educational advantage is the most demonic thing in the world that's your caste system of the whole earth that's your human caste system and the Christians are the worst Oh, the worst you look at every Christian family it's like send them to college it's like educational advantages it's like the more you know it's not about glowing it's about knowing These people don't care about their spirit life. They are so quick to trample everyone else's spirit life around them. They're the biggest murderers, but we want to point out the crack dealers. The crack dealers in Los Angeles, the crack dealers in North Minneapolis and Chicago, they're the enemy. They're not the enemy. Now these people are wonderful. I love them. I talk with them every day. The enemy is the religious Christians that murder your spirit life. They're the biggest murderers in the world. There's nothing even close. I've dealt with them by the hundreds of thousands. And most of you are them. (laughs) Most of you murder your own spirit life every day. And you don't know any better. And Do you know that the word sin actually means ignorance? The ignorance of sin that you practice sin or live out of the flesh and your brain connected to Satan's stars like animals out of ignorance. And then when you fill your head with information and knowledge and educational advantage of the tree of knowledge thinking you're something in the flesh, you become twice the sons of Satan as your teachers were in the tree of knowledge. Whatever you're filling your brain with, the kingdom of heaven is in your spirit. If you are not taught by Christ, you are taught of demons. I tell you the truth, and you can hear this message today, and you can hear it two different ways. You can hear it into your brain, and it will kill you. It's the fragrance of death to those that are dying. Or you can hear it into your rich treasury of glory, Christ in you, the hopes of all glorious things. And it will resurrect your spirit life into the third heaven, And you will live enraptured. And you will live in a kingdom of heaven. And you will live in the presence of the Father's fullness of the seven torches. And that's what we desire for everyone. But you have to understand that Satan and his angels only work in your brains. And they turn you against your own spirit life. That's why it's written in the book of Revelation, They shall trample the holy place underfoot. What's your holy place? Since your body is the temple and we're in the new covenant, church isn't the temple. Your body is the temple in the new covenant. And the holy place is trampled by the brain underfoot every day by carnal Christians, by teachers of the letter, and not Christ, our only one teacher who's a river of life out of our spirits and through our circumcised hearts and through our circumcised minds. You shall have one teacher, and he is Christ. If anyone has taught you the Bible other than the Messiah himself, you are demonized today in the tree of knowledge. And that's what's wrong with everyone. They've learned under demons. That's why they always come with opinions. Those that are taught of Christ... Well, the seven torches are my opinion. Don't you have a theology? Don't you have some doctrine? What's your statement of faith on your ministry page? The seven torches of the Father's fullness. And if it burns, it's not God. (laughs) It's simple as that. And the fullness of the Father's presence is fullness of joy. You'll know them by their fruits. You read the scriptures, and I'm addicted to the Amplified. Get it on the audio, get the MP3s, put it on your iPhones and listen to it several hours a day. It will energize you like jet fuel. You'll start flying. I mean, I feel higher than all the drugs I've ever done in my life combined listening to the Amplified. Two, three, four, five hours every day. I mean, it's ridiculous. But you can't be overfed. There's no log in spiritual feasting. It's not like, oh, you've had two hours of Amplified, now listen to some gangster rap and look at pornography. No! You just get so holy that you eat up all the sin around you in these sinners. You eat up every wicked thing of lust and pride in everyone's hearts and minds and eyes, and every serpent in their ears is cast into the lake of fire because you're a well-fed Christian and your cup overflows because you've learned to keep the feast of Christianity. Did you know that Christianity is a feast? And you know in the, the Apostle Paul's epistles, fasting is not mentioned even one time. Was Paul not a very good apostle or something? I mean, every church in America says fast and beat yourself up. The Apostle Paul did not mention it once in any of his letters to his churches. What the heck? Because they were overcoming religion. They were overcoming religion. They were actually into feasting. They called it love feast. If you read about feasting, that's in there dozens of times. But we are so demon possessed with religion, we don't feast. We just condemn ourselves for never being good enough. And I don't come out of that, but I deal with that. And I've learned to love religious people equally to rebellious people. I tell you the truth. They're twice as wicked because they're self-righteous and they're egotistical and they're only holy by what they know in their carnal brains and it's not reliant on the anointing and they're a bunch of goats. But I tell you the truth. Jesus Christ died on the cross for a bunch of religious goats. Israel was a bunch of goats. He had friends that were Pharisees. He's hanging out at the Pharisees' house. Jesus Christ loved everyone perfectly. He did not know anybody after the flesh. Their status, how much money they had, whether high society, low society, did not matter. What mattered was they were a human spirit. And Jesus Christ's words could energize their spirit to enjoy the Father on earth, which is the meaning of life. Amen? And anyone that could receive his word and bear the fruit of his kingdom was his friend. You are my friends if you do. My word it is written. And not religiously, but in the anointing. (laughs) When you're reliant on the anointing, you're actually becoming friends with the word, King of kings and Lord of lords. He's a man. The word of God. He's a man. And you become friends with him the more and more you lean your personality on Him. It's not about us. We just die daily. We pick up our cross, which is we rely entirely on the anointing and not ourselves. And it is a process called discipleship. The apostles took years to form. You read about Paul after he's born again and sees Jesus face to face. You know, as the demons cast out of him, scales falling off his eyes, he's baptized in the Holy Spirit, he's speaking in tongues. He goes into Arabia for 14 years to get all the religion out of him. That's what's written in the book of Galatians. 14 years to get all that pharisaical seed out of his heart and brain so he could be a real apostle. It is a process. It's a refiner's fire. Seven times into pure gold. For some people, it takes less time because they're less stubborn and less prideful. That's the only blockage. It's not even lust. It's pride. (laughs) If you're not a prideful person, if you're a humble person, if you can just say, you know, screw me to the lake of fire, I am a dirt ball, and and you actually believe that, and you just rely everything in your life on Christ, you'll get this thing. You won't even have to go through the school of hard knocks. It'll be so easy for you, because your life entirely revolves around Christ, and not your ego, and you don't care about yourself because you know you're a dirt ball. My my righteousness is filthy rags. There is not one drop of goodness in my flesh, bones, and blood, in my spirit, soul, in my mind, apart from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And the faster you come to that reality of the total annihilation of your ego and pride, the faster you overcome the world. Some of these people will come right in to the top of the mountain in this great harvest. I believe millions will. That all the suffering we've had to go through as the bride of Christ is just because we're so filled with the tree of knowledge. We're so filled with the letter that kills and knowledge that puffs up and You know, educational advantage. And we needed so much refinement to get all of our own sins out of us so we could actually raise a standard to bring people into the kingdom in real evangelism. So we don't just bring them into some kind of den of demons called church and make them slaves to Christian do's and don'ts. And we've never raised a standard like that and that's why there's never been a great harvest. But the sons of God are raising that standard. And it's going to be citywide and nationwide. Every city and every nation. And you know what? All you had to do was just get over yourself and lean entirely on the seven torches of the Father's fullness, which is the development of your spirit life and the total engraftation by fire of the Holy Spirit into Jesus Christ's tree of life, the olive tree of unlimited anointing oil, the word of the tree of life, which is the flashing sword, and the cherubim of the tree of life of the Garden of Eden have been working on your hearts and minds. All the Father wants to do is burn your heart and brain into Jesus Christ's heart and brain. You know, he's transfigured at the right hand of God. Eat my flesh, drink my blood. You know, literally. You know? <laughs> you say literally, but when you do it literally, what is his blood literally? He he's transfigured. His blood literally is the glory of God. From His throne proceeds the river of life. Book of Revelation. If you were to eat Jesus' flesh, you'd be eating diamonds and rubies and emeralds. He's transfigured. He doesn't have skin like epidermis like this. His whole body is gemstones, and he can shape shift into a lion. He can shape shift into an eagle. He does it in the Book of Revelation. One moment he's the lamb on the throne. Next moment he's an eagle flying through the sky. You talk about the white eagle. He's the lion of Judah. Well, so, what is he? He's the son of God. He's the firstborn amongst many. And all of those capabilities are already planted in your spirit life if you lean your entire heart and mind on him and not yourself. What's the scripture? Proverbs Lean not on your own understanding but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. In the name of Jesus Christ, we love you guys. Be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow.